All right, let's get it rolling again with our first episode of Season 4. I'm Wit, and I've got a great way for us to start things off with Sean Landry. This was my first time visiting with Sean, and it was really lovely. We ended up spending about four hours together with a conversation that, looking back, was kind of like surfing a wave. Sean just smoothly and warmly kept the conversation rolling forward. Now, this isn't a four-hour episode, but in this part of our time together, we did cover a lot of ground. We discussed a lot of what is good in improv today, teaching, community, marketing your performances, the importance of acting, and more. We also spent some time reframing and clarifying how Sean might have been viewed by some through how things were laid out in Whose Improv Is It Anyway? There's too much to explain and also too much to sum up, so I really should just let you all jump in mid-wave to the Sean Landry episode on the Improv Comedy Connection. Real interesting from that time that she fo- she followed me around, the writer of mm-hmm. Whose Improv Is It Anyway? And me and Francis are one chapter. Me and Francis Collier are right. one chapter. And she framed it where it, it's like being called stinky. Yeah. <laughs> like once okay. you're called stinky, you can't, you can't get rid of being <laughs> called stinky. Yeah. Uh, basically, she framed it in a way where it was like Francis was part of the establishment and I was this kind of rogue, yeah. Uh, yeah. rogue figure. And I'm like, well, I never. Then I, when I read, I'm like, wow, this is gonna give me a world of hurt for the rest of my life because I was at that point. I've always been like, yeah, fuck them. That was yeah. basically my thing. It's like, if you don't want me, then I'll just create my own thing. Right. It's, it's Black Wall Street for improv. It's. <laughs> except no one has set me on fire yet. So, uh, but for all, if you can't, it's this. I guess a better. Uh, instead of Black Foster, that's a really, it's 9 o'clock that's... in the morning, Landry. Um, <laughs> the, the, Landry, it's, it's 9 o'clock, wake, wake up, yeah. wake up. Uh, yeah. it, it's more like Pill Hill in Chicago. Okay. Uh, Pill Hill is an area of the south side of Chicago that is predominantly African-American lawyers and doctors mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Fin- mm-hmm. financiers. Yeah. And, the, and my family is pretty much from around that area. I come from a pretty... Okay in terms of african-americanism i mm-hmm. guess i would be upper middle upper middle class yeah um in real world it's more like middle class right. <laughs> weren't weren't starving but then mm-hmm. again not rich you yeah. know no one owns a oh, actually my family did own homes <laughs> <laughs> but okay. all on the all on the hud tip and yeah, yeah, yeah. so so yeah when i got framed that way i was just like well how do I now? How do I navigate in Chicago and improv right. with this massive moniker on my head in this book? Yeah, and it took a while for me and Francis to actually get close again. And mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's it, the whole idea of you know the have and have nots and and divide and conquer all at the same time. It's like, well, I'm going to do my own thing. Well, how do we divide and conquer? We be Negroes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Second, Second City's pretty much said, okay, well, how do we, we'll hire the two people who do either, the, first, the Second City's thing was hire the person who does the most work and hire the person who's most talented. Okay. And break up an ensemble that's up and coming. 
Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So with yeah. OBN, it was me and this other girl who was in the company. They considered her talented. They considered me the one doing the most work, which of course is what it. <laughs> Here. Well, you do stuff. That is clear from you. You do stuff. Well, the thing is, well, that's why I have all this shit. I'm like, I, I, I literally said, I hope I can swear. Are we recording these? I hope I can swear. Yes, we are. It's, it's, we're 10 minutes in. It's, it, we are recording, and it was just so I didn't forget. You can decide whether. Oh, no, you can, you can use all this. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm 50. I'm 50. I will be 56 Something. this year. I, I, I'm giving up trying to impress other people. Okay. Well, that I think that is a, a it is a freedom that comes with not having to impress other people, isn't there? Oh gosh! Why it's, would you Why would you not drop that as fast as you could? <laughs> Wit, I've been waiting for these days. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been waiting for these days. Like sitting on my sitting on my improv perch, going, "You kids." You, you crazy kids! You, you and your wacky T-shirts and your matching That's shirts right. and your and your Reeboks. Uh, get <laughs> off my stage! Get off my internet lawn! Right. Uh, <laughs> so, and so, but yeah, it, you get to that point where you're comfortable, so comfortable in what you do because I've been doing this since '86. Right. So. so right. The the period of time. So when I hear because we look like we're about the same age, you can't see us podcast, but <laughs> it looks like we might be around the same age. You might be a little younger. A little um, bit. A yeah, little just bit. A, just a little just bit. Just a titch. Just just a nudge. <laughs> just, just yeah, a, we look the same. We look the same age. I'm a titch younger. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're not. Yeah, basically, I think you're not old enough to do the seniors yet. <laughs> because that's a, I, I, oh, I just my, turned fifty. I, I turned oh, fifty just a little bit ago. Uh, so get a hold of me later. We'll play. I, I <laughs> okay. think that might be fun. Uh, yeah, I did that it to might be. It might, yeah, be. It, or it, might not, it might be a nightmare. It might be a sheer and ultimate nightmare. All right. Um, all right. But yeah, all with all that at this age. When I started doing improv, I'm just like, I need to do a lot of things out of necessity. Uh, my degree's in theater and journalism. And the way I figured it is, I, when I was starting, when I was a kid, I was like, well, I need to know about journalism so I can do my own marketing. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. me at 19. So, That's pretty sharp. Well, yeah, I'm like, no one else mm-hmm. is going to do it. How do I, how do I get, I did, never wanted a review. A review is always nice when it comes to improvisation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and theater in general. But the key nugget is a feature. You want mm-hmm. a feature article. Yeah. Good example of that in current time is the idea that in the Chicago Sun-Times, they literally said Second City is reopening. Mm-hmm. They're reopening and they're reopening live. I saw that. Wayne Brady. I am going to take over the kid world of improv, mm-hmm. which is great. Wayne, it would be perfect for that, and that would be a great thing to get kids to learn improvisation. Mm-hmm. But me at my age, the first time, I'm like, and that's how a good marketing crew works, mm-hmm. because they somebody wrote in the third person and and sent it off to the L.A. Times or the New York Times or Wall Street Journal or the Chicago Trib or you know any of the Florida mm-hmm. any wherever you are yeah, uh, yeah and that's what i learned early also the fact i wasn't expecting a pandemic 
No? Oh, okay. No, no one, no one expects a pandemic. This is my no. new thing. No one expects yeah. a pandemic. No one wants a pandemic. Yeah. No one wants all of your theaters and restaurants closed. But I had all this equipment before that because right. I also said we need a history of the improv that we do. Yeah. So that it's remembered. It's, you know, I don't want to say I'm the prince of improv because man, I just got his vault stuff. <sighs> <laughs> oh yeah oh there's songs on there that are so funky oh, oh they're so good okay. Okay. i've been that's all i've been looking at the moment i i'm going to i haven't even gotten to disc three of his vault shit i'm just ah. like oh this shit's good but he kept everything and and for good reason i kept everything too i just put up a show from 89 that i did for space because we were lugging around massive cameras instead of little tiny ones that mm -hmm you can go and put onto a clip right right you know on your phone and point it i, I for those who cannot see this unless you <laughs> I, it is it is a clamp uh that you put your iphone on that shoots just like anything we shot with in 1989. that's right so but yeah i learned all that and learned how learned how to go in and find business stuff for improv um i started teaching it um in the early aughts you know, it's like, how do you how do you go and run an improv ensemble? Right. I don't call it teams. I call it ensemble because it sounds better in the newspaper, first off, when you call yourself an ensemble. That's and true. And secondly, you're actors, so mm -hmm. why not? Mm -hmm. just, just, just embrace one bougie thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> just one. Well, you're shouldn't actors. it be an ensemble then? Yes, ensemble. <laughs> Ensemble. Ensemble. Ensemble Entendre, which will be the name of my new improv show. <laughs> Tune in Thursday nights at 7pm. At 7pm, definitely. Or, no, Sundays at 3. Because Sundays we, at 3. Yeah, because we just started and that's the slot we could get. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> a 15-minute set, by the way. Yeah. 15 minutes. When I was ramping up for today, it was like, it, you're... You have an interesting, interesting journey. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the stuff on the Who's Improv it is, is It Anyway, because that was not my first introduction to you. My first introduction to you was actually I saw a presentation video of you at, a, at a, the, one of the Hawaiian Improv Festivals, and you were getting an award. Yes, Improvaganza. That's R and Garrick and my, Alyssa and all my friends. Yeah, R right. is actually doing the seniors next week or this week. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, that'll be in the archives by the time people hear this. But um, it was it was a moment where I will tell you my my impression of it was is this this woman has obviously contributed a lot to this festival. These are people who love and appreciate her and the. The depth of it. This was just yeah. I I I had not heard your name before this, and it was like this has to be a pretty special person. Oh. And uh, I know you were touched by the award. You brought it up recently too, which kind of reminded me of that in a post that you had done. This when they gave me I everything I said on that on that YouTube because I record that's my camera I record there you go you I got the it. moment right I, I want the I want this moment because when they told me I was already going to come down and do my one woman show flake and Sean O'Malley literally if I could carry him around everywhere 
would be my regular guitar player. Mm. He uh, works with our Kevin uh, doing Oil in the Alley, which okay. is their improv rock band. Okay. Uh, and they're, it's amazing. And when they told me, I just lost my mind. Yeah. I, I seriously lost my mind because I, I, I said it on tape and I'll say it now. I don't understand improv awards. I have two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, what, the other one I mentioned on that tape, which is the one from San Francisco, because I started the mm-hmm. festival and they gave me and Sam Shaw, who is performing next week with me, these awards. And I don't under—I said it on this tape, and I'll say it now. I don't understand improv awards because it's supposed to be ensemble work. It's supposed to be all about us. Yeah. So getting a single award in improvisation doesn't jive with me it it doesn't it doesn't jive with me that's why i i was so freaked out by the whole thing i was just like okay i'm just going to give awards to everybody uh, <laughs> oh and yeah all, that's right. <laughs> and then we're all going to dance on stage uh yeah. you know everybody get up on stage we're going to hold down um yeah. in retrospect 98.98 percent not believing that the singularity of an award, unless it's for the work that you do outside of the stage. Yeah. I guess that might be, you know, like this, congratulations, thank you for doing all of our marketing and media, congratulations, <laughs> thanks for, you know, thanks for, you know, selling the tickets at the door. Um, yeah. But when it comes to the actual work, I think it's a collaborative, sure, a, a collaborative art, so getting a singular award was weird to me. Secondly, I am so, personally, I'm just, I'm just all, all pleased. I don't need all this major focus, hot light on me. Uh, right. it's, and, and this is coming from someone, ironically, who lives in Los Angeles in Hollywood. Yeah. I, well, I don't need that hot light. Please hire me for your indie movie. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it, makes, it makes zero sense. So, but I started to embrace this award and I even, to the point where the first one I got, I literally brought an etch so people could write their names on it because it's like mm. all these people helped create the San Francisco Improv Festival. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it was up to me, I would just leave the, the Improvaganza Award in Garrick's home because him, you know, or they can move the award from place to place <laughs> you know in one, six months you know r has it and six months garrick has it i just basically supported them because i a i love them yeah and b i believe in what we do yeah. as as theater as an art form so right. so yeah and plus also i got to lap dance r so that was fun <laughs> in my if, if that was a lap dance i don't know what that was <laughs> It was a cat dance. Me and R have been friends online since '94, and okay. we our our high pinnacle was cat a kitty cat that you know meow 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 mm. I do sexy things. So every time you know we always go never forget, <laughs> and then we just <laughs> post it when we were sad. So I was like, I am going to dance to this song just like the video. So that's the story. That's, that's the, story. the story. Yeah. Well, I do think, though, it, I, I do know what, what you mean in terms of this idea of singular awards, but the singularity, as uh, as as it seemed to me, was the 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 setting the environment for for good improv to happen. 
Yeah. And and you had to reset some things, or at least have a different context, so that the the stage was more open. When you did the San Francisco Festival, I'd like to hear about that as well, but you spent time thinking about how to make that more accessible, available, and impactful. Yes. So to me, you know, I guess I, I, I do want to see about, for those who've read the Who's Improv Is It Anyway, maybe to have you kind of set your uh, record straight to the extent you think it, it wasn't represented right. Well, uh, to, be, to be honest with you, when that book came out, she really did want to explore. Amy Seaham, I am going to say straight off the top, is a lovely, lovely woman. Mm-hmm. She's lovely, she's kind, she cares, she's proactive, she's an ally. Mm-hmm. And stop, that book would have yeah. never happened. And very much about women and minorities not being represented enough back then, which was very much true because for all purposes, it was, from what I remember, the three of us, myself, Francis Collier, and John Hildreth, yeah. in Chicago. And keep in mind, it's Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, I joke, I'm like, how can you not find the black people? Right. How, how can you not find us? You, you know, maybe if you just go to 635th Street or if you go to 79th Street in Eberhard or you go to 103rd in Crandon, you might find us. Uh, yeah. We're all here. You can't yeah. miss us. Uh, and, but there was also the underlyingness of books saying that people of my, of, of my race weren't smart enough to do improvisation. We didn't have the intellect to do it, which I found, and then immediately in the same breath say, oh, and by the way, improv is jazz. Like, oh, please explain jazz to black people, oh, white guy improv (laughs) dude. Uh Uh, So when we were doing, when when she started following me, I just went, I don't know where this book is gonna go, Mm -hmm. but I'm just, at that point, I had just gotten into Second City and through the minority outreach program mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that it was my truth where I just mm-hmm. said look you know this was back in the day where where Caucasian women were like well we're being trotted upon and I'm sitting here going well <laughs> so are mm-hmm. black women by white women <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's really difficult to feel this is again as, in, from right. a young standpoint it was hard to feel empathetic when you're doing the exact same thing it's the totem pole idea right you know it's like you know and turtles all the way down or exactly mm-hmm. exactly and then the bottom of the turtle underneath the totem pole would be black women mm-hmm. uh you know and i can't even you know you dig even farther and then you have asian americans uh, who you barely saw that's where that whole spring up came in the 90s where mm-hmm. it's like well if you don't want us then we'll just create it ourselves. Yeah. Hence, we be Negroes. Hence, mm-hmm. Stir Friday Night. Hence, Jane. Mm-hmm. We'll just do this ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then when, and then money talks, bullshit walks. And when people saw that we were getting audiences and the whole nine yards, just, Second City just went bang. Ah, oh, I'll take that one and this one and this one, and we'll bring them into folds. Salsation is also the other. Uh, company okay so when 
when she was asking me what I thought, I said, you know, I come from a place, at least on stage, which is, yes, and fuck you. Yes, I, I would love to be part of Second City. And I'm not stopping we be Negroes. Mm -hmm. That's the, the, a lot of people misconstrue the idea of my yes and fuck you in that book. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to set that record straight by saying yes and fuck you doesn't mean yes and I'm going to punch you. Mm -hmm. Yes, you know, and I'm going to walk away. It's yes, and I can still do this, so deal with that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, you know, it's, yes, and when I, one of my favorite moments when you're using the term yes, and it's like, you can say yes, it's not yes, but. It's yes, and this is what's going to happen. Yeah. So I guess in my world it would be yes, and fuck you, yes, and yes, and you do your thing. Yeah, well, I go off and do mine. Uh, so that I guess that's you know dichotomy. And plus, also, is not putting up with any shit on stage when you get labeled as something that is offensive, right? Or st or stereotyped, right? I grew up also in this place where, back in the eighties, nineties, yeah. early aughts, you take the first suggestion, you take the gift, these kind of things. You start learning in, in a psychopathy that that is actually a very dangerous thing for your personal self once you get off stage. Because once you get labeled as a big black mama who's ghetto and the whole nine yards is like, is this what I'm always going to, an old woman, a mother, a crazy wife, mm -hmm. these characters? Mm -hmm. You know, back in the day, it was like, oh, you're going to label me as, you know, a you know a pie wielding 1960s crazy wife oh watch this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes and let me make this even worse yeah where now i don't have to do this you can turn i can turn someone labels me someone crazy i'll turn around act, act absolutely normal mm -hmm. absolutely cohesive where the character is not crazy it turns out the person who was label them crazy is so there there's a loveliness to realizing that so so to me that term implies and the way you just described it the thing i think of is the dysfunction ignorance or uh, could, could be mean-spiritedness could be oh, really? uh, all yeah. i mean and worse mm -hmm. that you don't have among your uh troop yeah with We Be Negroes, and when I work within the construct of working with other African Americans, and I'm going to put this to present day, Impro Theater here in Los Angeles for Black History Month has been doing 90 sitcom, which mm -hmm. has been so much fun to do. Okay. And the entire cast is African American. Now keep in mind, these are now that the reckoning has finally come mm -hmm. um, to the point where today, uh, Evansville, Illinois wants to do reparations. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Like, yeah, absolutely. Was it was that a year ago? It was... That was a year ago. They're now putting it through bill and through law. So anybody okay. who's lived from one, uh, who um, our ancestors from X amount mm -hmm. of time to I believe 1968, 69 can finally can finally actually live the way you should be living and all everything that happened in Evanston. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, there's something lovely about, we started working together back to uh, Impro mm -hmm. 
-hmm. I get online, I was asked to do it, and I get, I don't know a soul, didn't know mm -hmm. a soul from that crew um, at Impro because I teach at the Pack Theater. Mm -hmm. And I get online, and all of us, it was so hard to find African Americans in the 80s and 90s doing improvisation. Now it's so goddamn lovely. Mm -hmm. It just, it makes me weepy. And it's like, where have you been all my life, sister soul? Where have you been, brother man? Where have y'all been? I'm mm -hmm. so glad you're here now. Mm -hmm. We get online, don't know any of them. We all, we, it's, it was just like OB in the old days. We didn't mm -hmm. zip zap zap. We didn't sound ball. We just started joking, talking about things, getting to know each other. And the moment we got our first show that we did, it looked, somebody literally said, how long have you been performing together? And you turn around and say, an hour ago. Yeah. yeah. And that's when it's good. That's when, because the connection is so there and the same sort of life experiences are there. Now you go and take that into a mixed ensemble. Right. We should have the same things in an ensemble that is integrated through all of it, where everybody can go and find common ground. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that has been the problem all through the 80s and 90s. It's like the power structure of improvisation has always been wacky white dudes, you know, ingenuity white women, and all set up through the power structure at the top. Mm -hmm. So whatever the top said had to be trickled down to what we had to play, not our own experiences, just what is considered to be the overall experience of a hierarchy. Mm -hmm. And that is dramatically changing now. Speaking of, someone said to me, yeah, we should, every black woman who has ever done improv between 19, 1986 <laughs> and, and, and 2003 should get, I don't know, their own theater. <laughs> I don't I don't know how that would work and then yeah, yeah. I would have four theaters I of which I don't want uh so <laughs> give all the black women from the 80s and 90s a theater that would be me and Francis <laughs> uh just like okay that, that, at least it won't cost that much uh right. I can only think of two at the moment but uh but yeah it, it's taking it's stripping that away so everything Everything has changed, and it's very interesting because we've gone Zoom, mm -hmm. um, Zoom theater. The openness to the universe is there. Yeah. So the dynamics have changed. Mm -hmm. The dynamics have changed where it's, it seems it's getting more on an even level, and of which we have to continually keep reminding people to keep mm -hmm. it at that same respectful, smart, and funny. Yeah. That's the one thing, the one thing that we're, if you're doing comedic improvisation, to keep it funny, fresh, fast, mm -hmm. silly, stupid, and also all respectful. Those all right. those things, but with that extra added top of empathy towards what we're doing. The, I, I call them edge boys, wit. Tell me what that means. Edge boys mean, oh, you so edgy. He's, oh, so okay. he's so edgy, edge boys, okay. edge boys who just like, I need to go and express myself and, yeah. and I got to drop the N word. I, I got to, I got to drop the F word. You know, what's wrong with being called the R word? You know, I'm going to make fun of somebody with, you know, saying the, saying the words, I, I'm going to say it and I apologize. Oh, what's wrong with being called spastic? A lot of things, especially if you're in Europe. 
especially if in, you're in Europe. So when I hear things like that now from mm -hmm. improvisers, and most of the time my age, it's like I say this for people who do improv, for improv, I go, you know, I'm quite sure Al Jolson was hilarious in the 20s. I'm positive he was. You know, considered an idol in his day, in blackface. But we don't do that anymore now, do we? You know, if you go through the Warner Brothers collection of cartoons, mm -hmm. all through the 40s. Or Disney, or... Or Disney, or Dr. Seuss. Mm -hmm. You don't... Mulberry Street uh, must have been fantastic in the 50s. But we don't do that because it's not funny and it's not cool and it never was. Mm -hmm. So you can't bring something back in improvisation that is not cool just to be edgy. Take your edge someplace. I'm, I'm sure. I am sure there's an audience who would like to see you be an asshole. I am almost positive. I am. You could do your improv at the Capitol in January. I'm sure they would totally dig what you were doing. But I say it to to improvisers and something that might stick hopefully on this podcast. Yeah. For those who want to be edge boys, you know what? You either keep up or you get left behind. Right. You keep up or get left behind. And if you do stand up by chance, it's the old term that still sticks. Know your goddamn audience. Mm -hmm. Know them. Well, the audience is a, I mean, there's a lot there, Sean. So I know, um, I'm sorry to yeah, try to unpack that shit. Go right. for it. It's, well, it's just like where to start in some ways too, right? So Just ask me what color I like. <laughs> oh by the way that's purple okay keep going okay all right. all right so for for improv i feel like there is a promise of improv that at some point when you get into it you decide this this is improv at its best and improv at its best is a joyful experience this, this is me it's talking supposed to be this joyous. Is... it's supposed to be joyous i right. agree with you we're on the same page and it's supposed to be connected with those that you're performing with on a high level. You need that safety with each other to be able to perform at your best and so that they can perform at their best. Yes, that's a McNapier idea, yes. Okay, and then when, when you have that, if it's also respectful to the audience, it's inclusive. It's including them in exactly. all of that. And now everybody in the room is together and our world gives us so many reasons to feel separate or apart or separate no, separate but equal <laughs> well that's that's the uh, language that yeah. is supposedly there but it's you know but if you if you don't if you feel left out for any reason your experience is left so how do we have everybody get to enjoy that experience and being edgy to use your term for it is going to end up leaving someone out unless everybody in the audience is exact, has the exact same edge. Right. So with all that said, first off, we have to always remember the idea that we are here in some, in 100% level to entertain, mm -hmm. to be funny, to be serious, to be actors, mm -hmm. to be actors without scripts without scripts right so when we do not have a written piece say for instance we're doing i'm going to put this in the idea of scripted and improvised when you have a playwright if you are doing 
a one-act play, or you're doing Angels in America, which is forever, it's a forever, Nicholas Nickleby, another forever play. When you have a playwright writing for you those words mm -hmm. that might be a offensive, you already know what you're coming into. With improvisation and an ensemble slash team, depending on, on mm -hmm. your mindset, sure. you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know where it's going to go. You're reacting and responding. So if you have a, you know, a edge boy with you or an edge girl who wants to take it there, the object is you have now been given this gift. You now have to react, respond. Now, in character, how are you going to react, respond? This is everything that needs to be taught the moment someone says, wow, this class looks fun. Oh, wow, improv looks fun. This is where our teachers come in. This is where our teachers come in. Or your coach or, or your director, whatever mindset you're, you're coming from, mm -hmm. to say, okay, what are the first thing is first we all need to check in none of us are mind readers none of us improv is magical it's joyous but we're not mind readers either you got to know who you're working with mm -hmm. before you can work with them uh it, it's like you know what's your boundaries no if someone immediately says well you know i have no boundaries do what you want then you need to understand that if someone says, okay, these are my boundaries, and they're very specific boundaries, know what those boundaries are and respect them both before you hit that stage. People say, leave, back in the day, they used to say, leave your baggage at the door. When, leave your baggage at the door and come on stage. That is like saying, oh, and by the way, take out your lung and your heart and uh, three quarters of your brain. Uh, there is literally no way that you can leave your baggage and what does that mean at, at the door? I need to know your baggage so I can work with what's in the bag. Mm -hmm. That's where the check-ins come in, to know who they are. So when it, comes to ex when it comes to exploring what's going on on stage, you know the underlying MO of the character that's, they're doing a character, but you understand what's going on underneath, why this character is happening, or why that gift was given. So you, it's, again, you need to know who the person is and their life experiences, no matter how horrible they might be. Yes, I want to go and I, I want to understand the MO behind a lovely person as much as I want to know about Thomas Middleditch. I said that out loud. Mm -hmm. It's like, what is that guy's malfunction? Now, how do I play with that malfunction? Uh, and, or do I want to play with them at all? Improv says yes and. You can also say, yes, you go do your thing and I'll do mine. Yeah, well, well improv does say yes and in a manner of speaking, but yeah. maybe it has said it in the wrong way too much well, yeah. when it comes to who's, who or what is happening on, on stage. Because if you talk about you know the teachers and having some expectations, or you talk about the experience that you just had with the 90s sitcom, where you didn't, you didn't have a, a, a sense that there were edge boys or edge girls or whatever you yeah. want to call it, that those moments were going to come. And so 
I mean, my, my impression of how you say that is you didn't have to feel like your, your guard was either up or you had to raise that, yeah. that shield or go into that mindset where it's like, how do I now deal with this, you know, piece of crap that's just been put on the stage? And the reason for that is yeah. right back to what I was saying before, which is you get in the Zoom room and you guys talk to each other. Right. That's immediate. It's the immediate assumption in any uh, brand new ensemble, brand new with the new coach slash director, or with any Zoom thing with people from other countries that, oh, we could just boom, get up and play. That's the reason why there's rehearsals. It's also the reason why you get to know people. Yeah. You talk before, I mean, do the sound ball, do the zip zaps up. Do the airplane glasses, <laughs> Where, fly airplane glasses. Mm -hmm. Do all that because that's fun. Mm -hmm. But also get to know who you are working with. It's yeah. just, it, we have a tendency in theater, this is just not improvisation, but this is also, you know, and improvisation is theater. It's also any form of theater. If you're doing improvisation, if you're doing spoken word, if you know, spoken word is more of a singular, uh, but if you're doing anything with a group, including, mm -hmm. you know, that's why we rehearse, you know, forever for The Tempest. Not only to get to know uh, Shakespeare's words and break down what that all of The Tempest means, mm -hmm. uh, but to also know the people who are performing these roles. It should be the same thing with improvisation. One of my favorite moments of teaching was going to Oberlin. Oberlin is a lovely the college. Place. Yes, the college. Okay. Uh, I was like cornfield, 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 <laughs> Oberlin, ah, cornfield, Cleveland. And <laughs> did I did I explain that right? Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Yeah, cornfield, cornfield, Oberlin, cornfield, Cleveland. And <laughs> but uh, Oberlin is such this lovely, lovely campus where. Every time I, I taught there, at the end of each show, play, they all sit in this gazebo and they all debrief and check in. So before they perform and after they perform yeah. and really talk to each other. That's really important to people who are, perform who are artists, who are, who are performers, mm -hmm. is to, especially if you're doing it in an ensemble, is to know who your ensemble is. Uh, if you're doing a duo, this is why there's so many duos. Hans it's a lot I, easier to note one other person well, right? A good, you can watch any of, as my husband waves, come in, Hans. Uh, he's, he's waving from the side. I have been improvising. It, there is some nicety to being married to the person you perform with. Uh, because you go to bed, you wake up to him, you go to bed with him, he, your improv partner brings you coffee, you discuss in horror your finances. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 thank, you thank the heavens above you never had children. You know, things, things like this makes for good improvisation because you know each other so well. It's, we, it's, it's that kind of moment where you know the person so well you can finish their words like any old married couple. Mm -hmm. And as he comes into the picture, come in, come, come in, come in. <laughs> this is great radio, so to speak. It's amazing radio. <laughs> yeah, say, say hello in my microphone. Hello. How are you? <laughs> okay. Okay. Love right, you. There we go. Bye. <laughs>
Uh, so we've been, <laughs> it, we get to this point now, where we've been performing pretty much together since uh, 86, that yeah. our, if you watch any of the seniors improv Landry and Summer shows, I've gotten to the point now where I'm having so much fun, I just let Hans go. And you can literally see me just nodding. And most of my improv go is literally just responding to whatever he said in a question. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so why are you afraid? Mm-hmm. I understand. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Sure. I just let him go. And it's hilarious to see. Uh, yeah. You can just see our just back and forth. It's beyond the lay-may Mike Nichols at this point. <laughs> with, other, with other ensembles, yeah. that I play with when I get on Zoom and I do play. I hang back so I can, you know, we talk, we joke, and then I hang back to go and see exactly what the rhythms of the room mm -hmm. is, the rhythms of the ensemble. I'm not saying for everyone to hang back. I'm just, I'm a little more, I want the new, the new folks to go. Yeah. I want them to play. I want to see what their rhythms are. And if I'm needed, I'm there, yeah. or I will initiate a scene so people can know my rhythms. Right. So the object, I think, of really good improvisation outside of knowing the basis of improvisation, uh, both on Zoom and in person, I think better improvisation happens when you know the people you're performing with. Mm -hmm. just, mm -hmm. just that simple. And then a lot of those issues and problems that we had through the 80s and 90s and aughts, they sort of go away unless that person who you're dealing with is a complete and total edge boy asshole. I guess edge boys would be people who just are singular in their own improvisation. Like having a, like having a stand up in the middle of nine other people. Right. You know? right. Yeah, you take the focus. The uh, Keith Johnstone yes. term for that would be shining. I like that term. Yeah, yeah, me too. You know, and the great thing about uh, Keith's uh, book, Impro, is the idea that it is very theater-based. I mean, half of its, one chapter is completely on mask work. Right. And here's, here's a, here's a, every, most people know, but I'm going to say it again. I did not, I, I'm from Chicago. I did not read uh, Spolin's book first. Mm -hmm. I read Keith's book first because I was in a ensemble called Geese Theater Company mm -hmm. that does work in prisons and penitentiaries. And my improvisation started, you know, my name drops are not, you know, it's like, yeah, sure, I can drop Colbert. He was my level five, but no, Charles Manson's actually a little bit more interesting. Right, um, right, I'm right. dropping Speck's name. <laughs> I'm dropping Keen's name. It's just like, it's just like, how did this happen? But, so how did, how did Charles Manson do it? Zip, zap, zap. He was great. <laughs> um, he, um, we did soundball. I soundballed the swastika on his forehead and oh, it just geez. magically disappeared. Wow. Uh, yeah. Now, well, <laughs> would you like to hear that story? I've told it before. Oh, I actually haven't heard. I, I knew about Geese Theater Company. Yeah. You weren't in at the same time Dave Rizowski was, were Actually, you? the, uh, train, it was me. I took over Dave's room. Okay. Um, at that point, because I've known Dave longer than I've known Hans. So mm -hmm. Dave was leaving. Um, Ellen Stone King was in mm. the company with me, who was at the Annoyance Theater. 
Right. Uh, so that was kind of, so basically it was David and Ellen were at, there at the same time. David left. I came in and took over Dave's room because we all lived communally. Okay. And um, Dave actually, his, I think his birthday's coming up pretty soon. I think he's hitting the big six up. But uh, he's, he's, he's brilliant. I love Raz. Yeah. So, so, so what did that, uh, I am actually more interested in you than Charles Manson. So yeah. <laughs> you've yeah, told you the know. story can, before. But, but, can, but can you separate them out? Oh, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Oh my God. No, I, I, I never wanted to start a cult in the desert. I never wanted to. No, not in the desert. Too hot. No, I, Find I another never, place. Yeah, seriously. I, I never wanted people rising like the phoenix out of the, oh, oh what? Why, I swear to God. But yeah, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, okay. The, again, we've got another, we've got another path to take, but I'd like to come back okay. to um, the audience part of it. Because yes. one of the one of the things that you mentioned today, uh, one of the things that I've heard you talk about is not only just to find performers, but an audience, you know, go to them. Yes. Right. Go to where the and, water is. Yes. And and improv theaters or theaters generally um, will have a location mm-hmm. and that location will impact the audience in a lot of ways right? yes. that shows up. Mm-hmm. At least in a city like Chicago or Milwaukee or lots of places in the U.S. where neighborhoods Los Angeles also just yeah I don't I don't know that we have a shining example anywhere in in the U.S. Well, welcome that to wouldn't America. Impact that right. Welcome to America and also welcome to Europe too because you know I've been to yes, London. Yes, right. And mm-hmm. uh, the Miller, where I initially performed, was lovely. I stood out in front of the Miller, and somebody asked me, are you black or are you Muslim? So, you know, there's, there's those things that happen. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, can I be both? And mm-hmm. uh, secondly, I am American. And then they had to pull her away. Uh, so <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing worse than dr- drunk German women in London. Uh, there's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, at least know, we know where the floor is, where the bar is you know, set, the right? basic bar. But you're talking about here in, the, in this country, a large majority of our improvisational spaces are in areas that are predominantly uh, non-people of color. Right. And the object is you need to feel comfortable in the space that you're in, especially if you're going to the space. Now, a good example, yeah. at least for comfort level, is location. A good example, I'm going to use... Ohio. No, no. You're, you live in Michigan, yes. I, I'm in I'm in Wisconsin now. I grew up in Michigan. Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to use Wisconsin as an example because that's the closest to Chicago as I can come. Um, and you know, we all love the Packers in Chicago. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, but if you're talking about Wisconsin, if you're talking about Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. For an example, your Madison is has areas that are um, very suburban mm-hmm. that a large majority of people of color are afraid to go to. But there are sections of Madison that are comfortable. This is the segregation of this country, right? Of which we need to uh, and the systemic racism of it all. So mm-hmm. we can't do until the systemic racism is fixed. Yep. Then then the locations will change. With that said, if anybody of color, basically yeah. anybody of color 
who, who is listening to this, yeah. who lives in places that have that, that segregation going on, the only thing I can tell you is, you're welcome to come to these theaters. You're welcome to come to these theaters, especially if you're asked to come to these theaters. Now the object, obviously, is to be safe when you leave the theater. Mm -hmm. It's a whole different idea of, you know, a good example of this is Second City in Chicago. The Second City is on well, North and Wells. Back in the day, you go up the street and around the corner and there was Cabrini Green. Right. Where people were too afraid to go through Cabrini to get to Second City because mm -hmm. a whole different ball of what the fuck racism. Mm -hmm. um, until they got rid of the problem. Which happened, which ironically was not Second City, it was Cabrini. Yeah. This to, just tore the whole thing down. Yeah. Jane Byrne tried to live there once. What was that all about? And mm. now it's, it's homogenized, lovely, North and Wells. Oh, look, it's safe now until that black person comes through to mm -hmm. go and take a level three class. It's the same kind of situation. It doesn't matter where the location, it would be lovely if everything was integrated and everybody lived in peace and harmony. That's not the case. It's not the case. And I wonder if this is, this is kind of what I'm asking about is, is um, I mean, we don't know because we're still in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. There's been lots of good discussion. There's been lots of people seen who probably weren't seen before or not as broad. I mean, the, the, the globe is open to so many it's people. That it's, it's global, international, and I love it. There's it's like, there's wonderful. A couple, there's, a, there's a couple of nudgy, which is like, <laughs> when you're teaching a class, it's, you know, it's like, great, I can, I, I, I'm doing, literally doing classes in London online and doing, you know, going and doing podcasts in Poland. And <laughs> it, it's absolutely fantastic. Now the object is now when we all get, it's like I, I'm now using it as market Landry and Summers now yeah. fifty percent vaccinated. Uh, <laughs> as of Thursday, as of All this right. Thursday, it'll be Landry and Summers one hundred percent vaccinated. I get my second jab. Thursday. Oh, you got to wait two weeks though. You got to wait two weeks. Okay, then so, I'll do I'll I'll do the slow marketing. So I'll right. do like eighty percent vaccinated, eighty a hundred percent, but eighty to go to actually go and hunt hey, someone again. Have one of those like thermometer charts that goes up to a hundred. <laughs> right. <laughs> We've reached our goal. That's right. We reached our goal of full vaccination. That's tragic and funny at the same time. <laughs> it kind of is. It really, honestly, is. But when we go back to when we go back to almost normal, I want that same kind of vibe to continue. I yes. want that same kind of vibe to continue to, you know, say, this, okay, you say you can't find African Americans doing improvisation. That was the long standing right. for years. Oh, we can't find African Americans. Well, have you been on Zoom for the last year and a half? Have yeah. you have you have you been to socially distance improv? Have you seen us from all over the world? From all African Americans, over. Africans. Mm -hmm. Just uh, uh, black uh, English, black English, uh, mm -hmm. Afri uh, in Africana. Uh, there's some million now new terms because right. the world is open, yes. and that's the same thing with people who are Latino, who are Asian American. You head over to uh, oh my goodness, the nursery. 
-hmm. you know, and you have teachers. You know, it's like, oh, there's no teachers of color. Are you kidding me? I am doing a, a class full of people who are of color. It, and I love the picture. Basically, me and Michelle Gillum, uh, one picture of me in the top in, in the blue laughing it, behind black, and then you go to the next picture, and it's Michelle, who's younger, with, mm -hmm. wearing purple behind black. I'm like, ah, life is good. And she's life wearing is, purple. Yeah, she's wearing purple. She's Your also favorite wearing color. Purple. Yeah, I'm just like, this is lovely. Um, Michelle is fucking brilliant. And there's so when you say that there isn't and we come back to our theaters and your theater looks all white that's not a us problem that's a you problem that's you're you're finding reasons and excuses no you need to go to where the water is you're in wisconsin and you're in oh, what city milwaukee you're milwaukee. in milwaukee come on you know there is no reason in the world, you go to the black colleges, you go to the black universities in Wisconsin. Are you kidding me? Um, you you go to the schools, you go mm -hmm. and start teaching. You you and, and, and screw teaching, screw minority outreach programs. There is no reason if some have people audition, have people audition, go and say there are, and put those audition flyers and notices and and Twitter. Uh, and Instagram, IG, you know, and make a TikTok. Go and find where the where the people of color are, yeah. and have them come to your theater and audition. Inside, skip the classes. They're good. Put them on stage. If they've been to your school, and they've been doing it for five years, there is no damn reason why they should not be on the stage. Yeah. Stage time, please. So when when people come to because I also want to understand your experience because you had, I mean, I know you, when you first put up shows mm -hmm. for the Weeby Negroes uh, ensemble, that yep. was at like the Voltaire? That was at uh, Cafe Voltaire, yeah. Okay. And uh, did you also have time like at I.O. stages or? Yes. We, we yeah. performed at, we were indie. We were an indie ensemble. Yeah. So we, we started, we did runs. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we did classic theater runs with OBN, uh, and we started at Cafe Voltaire, and that I think the first one was Can We Dance with Joel Dates? Mm -hmm. No, no, it was not. It was just named Weeby Negroes. Yeah, okay. it was self-titled okay. Weeby Negroes, and then we did okay. Can We Dance with Joel Dates. Okay. And it was at Voltaire, and we ran amazing reviews because I did all that marketing and the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. Cafe Voltaire... Um, was on the north side of Chicago, okay. um, right off of Belmont. So you're talking about the, because it was the north side of Chicago, there were, you know, you had to go to Cabrini to find more black people. You go to the west side or you had to go and get people from the south side, which is where I was from, to get that audience. Mm -hmm. It was, it's like, look, you can come past, you know, as we used to call it, the divide of the magnificent mile. So you're coming mm -hmm. from the south side of Chicago, and you're right at Water Tower in Chicago. Have you been to Chicago? So yes. Okay, yes. so you're at Water Tower. Then there's mm -hmm. that. Uh, you go underneath uh, to get on Lakeshore Drive, okay. and there's a bridge there. It's yeah. like, for us who are black from the south side, it's like that was no man's land. Yeah. You never went underneath that bridge. You just stopped at the Water Tower. Mm -hmm. Go under the bridge. Mm -hmm. Go under the bridge. There's also new things going on in Chicago now, at least when it comes to this kind of thing, which is Hyde Park. I just went to Hyde Park 
uh, not too long ago with Jonathan Pitts, who started executive mm -hmm. producer of CIF, Chicago Improv mm -hmm. Festival. And I was in the car with John. We went out to see jazz and blues. Okay. And there is a theater that is, and everybody is now coming to Hyde Park. Mm -hmm. So there's improv there. So when it comes back, yeah, Hyde Park, under the bridge, back to the north side, places on the west side. Yeah. It's opening up again. And the thing is, the object is, in Chicago specifically, in the Midwest, mm -hmm. the object simply, my God, in Chicago, you know what? <laughs> Black folks read the reader. Mm -hmm. How do you think I found Hans? Um, <laughs> we read the reader. Um, but you, back to the point, when it comes to, uh, you know, finding people of color and, and diversity, uh, it's as easy as, as going to where the water is because this country is divided and segregated. So if you are living in an area, I saw, by the way, I did my research on fish sticks. Okay. I got to because it's not stalking. <laughs> no, it's, it's research. It's, it's research. Thank you, it's research. It's not stalking, it's research. Uh, so uh, last night I got onto your Facebook page okay. and started scrolling, scrolling through your pictures, Wit. Okay. And um, this is what I loved about your ensemble. All okay. 800,000 of you. <laughs> <laughs> you have 800,000 people in Fish Sticks comedy. At least I was waiting. I, I'm almost positive that off of that picture of about 15, 16 people, there are 300 more to come and take pictures <laughs> in there. I, we, Hans and I, are convinced of this. Between yeah. all the matching shirts, and the uh -huh. whole nine yards yeah, yeah. and the wacky zany faces i call them the um emo faces there's one guy in your picture with his mouth wide open like emo phillips like i wonder oh. which one you looked at i wonder which one you looked it's, at but it's go ahead one, you're you're on a grayish background and you're all it, it's it's a true team picture it's a true comedy sports style like when picture. we were to like we were actually together in person yes. as opposed to our zoom pictures which exactly non-zoom yes. All together. I always like okay. to look at the together pictures before the uh, before the uh, the nightmare. But that picture, the one thing I loved about it is you all look happy. You all look like you love each other. Um, the one thing I did notice is, yeah, go to where the water is. Yeah, sure. that, that's fair. And we've been trying to do that since in person and online after. The pictures you've seen have... Uh... You know, it would look a lot different, but not a lot different, not enough different, but it looks different today. It It's also something I think it's important to not only have a cast that represents, you know, a fuller picture. Mm -hmm. Also, the audiences, I think it's important. This is, I guess, what I'm kind of poking at, because with the the work that you were doing, you you were able to bring people in and audiences to see what you were doing in areas that weren't notorious or known for being diverse yes and and you were an indie team so you could move around yes right right but for um for a place like second city or any theater with a physical plant mm -hmm. to it if if they don't also pay attention and do the work not only of recruiting their cast, but their audience, then exactly. I think that's limiting too, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So a good example of, you know, the difference between how to, rec first off, money, money. 
Uh, Second City has always been expensive to go and attend. Fifteen, yeah. twenty-five dollars, twenty-five, thirty dollars now for mm -hmm. a ticket. Even for break, if for it, Second City at this point, it's not particularly built audience-wise for people who you know, for college students, military, and the whole nine yards. But they, but they built in that system to go and get younger kids in who can't afford it, who can go and get senior citizens in who are on fixed income, who can go and get military in uh, for their patriot for the work that they do to keep mm -hmm. us all safe. Uh, mm -hmm. That's, I always say if you're looking to go and get new audience, build into your audience members, build into your ticket price. Never say, oh, and by the way, if you're black, you get in for free. No, 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 no. Right. <laughs> no, X right. zero. That's not cool. That's, yeah. that's, that's the other reverse on the other side. It's, exactly. you know, you need to have some kind of happy medium here. So yeah. you turn around and say, you build into your ticket price, you know, for, you know, we would love to have you come and see the show. Also, yeah, you take, even though you are a set structure, like Second City, Second City has this wild, wacky thing that I used to be a part of called Touring Theater. Mm -hmm. So you go and build into your, into your structured space, you build into that space, we will come to you. Right. We'll come to you. We would like, and by the way, if you would like to come to our theater to perform, here we are, here's our website, here's a submission form to go and play. If you would like to come and see what we do, if you've seen this show, mm -hmm. we'll give you X amount off of the show at our space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go to where the water is and you bring yourself to the water. You know, yeah. you don't you don't have proxy people come and find the water for you. Uh, you go and yourself to get to the water. Yeah. I, like call, I like calling people of color water because we are we're you know, we're flowing, we're ebbing. <laughs> we're, well, you, it's thirsty. a long term. It's a long term good move too, yes. economically. Economically and also it's what I have you ever seen the movie Inherit the Wind? Uh, uh, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, old time religion. Give it yeah. old time that movie. Right, yeah. Right, right. Well, there's, there's. I Long used time to ago. I don't yeah. know. I'll remember anything from it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really need to move most of my pop culture knowledge mm -hmm. into things that you know. I could, I could literally cure cancer. Just take out all of the pop culture stuff. <laughs> and put in cancer research and i would be good um okay. the world would be good but yeah if you ever well, give it give the improv thing more run first and yeah, then yeah. get back yeah to and that. then get back to i'll get back to cancer later let the real cancer people fi figure out cancer uh <laughs> let them have their moment right? let, them, let them have their day in the sun no wait a minute that might cause cancer <laughs> <laughs> but uh but, but if you, you can cure it there it, there it is saying horrible things um but uh there's, we're being edgy and it, it, it's <laughs> this is edgy no this is really nerdy this is yeah that kind of is yeah yeah it's real nerdish uh, uh let's let now let's talk about comic books because my whole fucking room is covered in comic book art oh you're, you're gonna you're gonna outlap me several times on oh that, i so. used to own the comic books sir good luck god bless with you and and out topping me on comic books but uh but 
yeah, it's it's smart business to go and 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 bring the people to you and to go to the people. It's that's it's common sense and also it's the idea of inherit the wind, which is, you know, we're doing theater in the wind. You know, there is nothing more annoying to me. This is my personal pet peeve when it comes to the business side of improvisation, is mm -hmm. performing in front of other ensembles who are going up before you or after you. And the whole audience is nothing but improvisers. Yeah. I prefer people who, I call it the dangling chain set. The straights, as I like to call them also. People who have no idea what improvisation is. Now, how do we find them? Well, you know what? They're not on Zoom doing improv as a quote-unquote hobby. They're, they're looking at Deaf Comedy Jam in some cases. They're getting online and watching a, a Black Girl Sketch. On a, they're watching HBO specials. We want that crew. We want that crew who are sitting about. We want the businesses that are like, hey, let's just go out and drink ourselves blind. We want that crew. We want the people from who just got off of doing from Kaiser Permanente, uh, and it's like I and want to go out and do something. We want that crew. So how do we get that crew? Well, I'm going to keep saying water. You go to where the medical water is. <laughs> you go to your Blue Cross Blue Shield businesses and offer them discounts to come and see your show. And nine out of ten. There will also be people of color who actually work there too. Right. You go to the businesses. You want you you want more college students? Then yeah, go to go to Madison, go to University of Wisconsin. Last time I checked, there were a bunch of students there, a ton of them actually. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's a university. You go there. You go to their radio stations. You go to their college stations, and you promote. You promote their show, you go and find that little extra $5 to go and give them, to go and promote your show in an ad. Or you go and do a talk show, you send them a marketing kiss and we're here, we're offering this. We're offering this to college students, freshman college students. So you're getting that nice fine in between your 18 year old, that nice fine in between, between high school and mm -hmm. college go to the high schools mm -hmm. last time i you know if you have you have a son who is in high still in high school or is he in college now uh well i've got four kids but uh one uh one at home in high school and a daughter at home who's also in high school okay so you have so yeah you reach i mean you already know at least one high school <laughs> <I do. laughs> you know one high school have all those kids do a show for them. Do a show for embarrass your children. Uh, you know how we do. You know how we mm -hmm. roll. We, we go. That's why and, we. That's why we had them. But see, that's <laughs> that's the only reason to have children at this point is to embarrass the living shit out of them with your wacky, funny, zany, amazing theater talent. You know, mm -hmm. so you can go and push them in the right direction to become a lawyer and a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> see, yeah, this is what happens when you become a theater person. Now, would you like to? Would you like to study science now? <laughs> and when you do, can you please tell mom and dad what an atom is? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
or or wait five years and sean landry will tell you all this stuff when she's extracted her exactly exactly (laughs) see you should have known me sooner no one under no one no one gets me so anyway (laughs) but but for all purposes yeah you go on you go to the schools and you know this go to the schools and you reach out so you go out of the comfort zone of how most improvisers and most improv establishments, not Second City, because they have everything I just said they're doing, and they have been for decades. That's why they're the Second City. That's why you take that, take out all the horribleness of what's been going on in Second City through the decades with systemic racism and the whole nine yards, but you look really hard at that business plan. Mm-hmm. and say, what are they doing that we have never been doing? Here's the thing. I think improvisation is the most joyous, most fun theater that we can do. Now, why don't you write that down on a piece of paper mm-hmm. and send it to the Chicago Sun-Times? In the third person. In the third person. <laughs> person i hate talking i used to i'm so good with writing media literally writing you know how you get a decent article in any newspaper you write your own article yeah do someone else's job exactly so they can look at it and go they did all the work they're cutting and pasting they're putting it in their feature article then they get a hold of you to go and get a special quote to make look at make it look like you actually did something (laughs) and (laughs) then you put it i'm just giving all the i'm just giving all all the the secrets i'm giving all i'm giving away the secret sauce (laughs) (laughs) but there's plenty out there to be to be had and more people should be doing it right exactly exactly and and we also come from this it's very weird when you talk to a large majority of older improvisers who feel really uncomfortable with promoting their stuff you know there's a especially now uh, considering that you know you can only get pinged so much on Facebook and you can only get pinged so much on Twitter and you can only annoy all your friends who are who are I have like 2,000 or something people on on Facebook I would say about 600 of them are improvisers or actors. Right. Uh, uh, so, you know, or and then the rest, you know, family members, miscellaneous people who I met through theater. You can only annoy them so much, so you need to get out of that will well off your Facebook wall, off your Twitter, off your IG, and go directly to the people. And people go, well, how do you go and... I, for anybody who's listening, please, for the love of God, Google marketing to newspapers and radio stations Mm -hmm. it's your town you will find a list of every single newspaper radio station television station public access because you know what in the mornings on abc nbc and cbs and on fox you can actually go and do a psa a public service announcement and that doesn't cost you a thing Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. public service announcement 30 Mm -hmm. seconds 60 seconds like this podcast we're doing nothing but radio right now you realize that right (laughs) right right. they just called it something different Mm -hmm. you know you go and do 60 seconds 30 seconds it's like an improv game 60 Mm -hmm. 30 am i wrong yeah we we called it diminishing returns yeah diminishing Uh returns Uh uh-huh 60 30 seconds a 10 second spot right you record it 
you've done the work for them. Right. They run it for you. That's a, PBS, the same thing, NPR. It, all of all of those lovely places, and then you do the same thing for your colleges and universities. And historically, for those who are listening to this nationally, those historically African American colleges, Brown will take your stuff. You know, mm -hmm. uh, Northwestern, which is becoming a lovely place that has a very rich cultural, diverse uh, program. Send it to them. Send it to them. Thirsty. Not the thirsty of 2021. <laughs> but people are thirsty for this stuff, man. Mm -hmm. Not hot for it, but actual drinking water. Gotcha. Yeah, right. I know. But th there's other people who are listening who are under the age of freaking 30. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not right. that kind of thirsty. You're probably but, assuming you meant something different. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, here's to me, Mrs. Robinson. What? Uh, so, yeah, just who just need this. They need the content. They want the content. So that's what we need to do as people who are in areas that are predominantly suburban, predominantly Caucasian. If you say you can't find it, then you are wrong. Uh, that's just all I have to say to that. You can find us and we want to be there. Yeah. We want to be there, and we want to play, and we want to have fun, and we want to be joyous with you. Yeah. Can, can I finish with one other thing? I, you, you know, it's yeah. all, I always get to like 10%, but thank <laughs> you for, for the conversation as rich as it's been. Yeah. So on the, the subject of um, theaters and their curriculum and their pathways to the stage, what, what do you think needs to be different about that, if if anything, I don't want to. Uh, you mean the base? You mean the base curriculum of uh, just theater, improv theaters in general? Yeah, like if you're going to get on the stage, you better go through these five levels, which right, take right. you eight right, weeks right. each, and you better have mm -hmm. the the time available or the money available or right, right, right. whatever. Okay, so sticky points, sticky points. Me and Jeff Worth have always believed that nationally when it comes to our classes that we should have a national curriculum or a national network of what's being taught of being able to track students and their progression or perceive uh, progression from each uh, teacher put it up online in a secure place nobody else sees it but other teachers so say for instance you come to Los Angeles with your breadth of experience. I have so many credits, or I've, I've you got have, the you, or degree. You have, or you have the, a or degree. You've done eight years of X at one place, or three years at X. That we can go and see that, and say this man really doesn't need to start a level one class. Mm -hmm. But I would like to go and see this man audition to see where he falls and what he has learned. Mm -hmm. That would do my heart good. Also, the idea that you can load in your resume, because there's been, for decades it's been people like, oh, well, you know, I've taken this master class with Sean Landry. And then I, somebody calls me, actually does the legwork and calls me. It's like, hey, do you know Joe Williamson? Ah. Uh, 
Right. I, can you remind me of what what master class and what year yeah. and and what yeah. he looks like and does who is this human? Mm -hmm. Where now every class I do, I keep personal notes. Also, I have a curriculum that I use. So when somebody says, "Hey, do you know X?" Let me go and get online and go and check my notes. Mm -hmm. And also, by the way, so you know what I've been teaching, mm -hmm. let me give you my eight-week curriculum. Yeah. Broken down along with all of the, you know, curriculum that I use. I am, I'm a, I'm a theater person. Right. I'm a theater person who needs to track. I mm -hmm. come from, I come from that space. When it comes to what I would like to see down the road is us as teachers not to be on the same curriculum page, mm -hmm. you know, because if mm -hmm. you are teaching, somebody's teaching short form, someone's teaching long form, uh, someone is teaching dramatic, scenic improvisation. So right. whether you're going to comedy sports or whether you're going to theater sports or whether you're going to the Second City or mm -hmm. you're going to Bay Area theater sports or you're going to, to improv, AKA as I like to call it, Los Angeles theater sports. Mm -hmm. If you are going to the Ruby, if you're going to the PAC, the PAC theater has a very interesting way of doing it. You're getting mixtures of different theories at the PAC theater. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what you're learning from Rich, Rich Sohn, who is an amazing freaking improviser and teacher, you are not learning from me. Mm -hmm. Because my focus is you're an actor mm -hmm. who happens to improvise. Now I'm going to teach you acting skills to make you a better actor on this stage while you're improvising. One of my curriculum is memorize the script. Mm -hmm. You're going to come in with a piece, a, a two-minute piece, and you're going to go and give me a monologue as though you are, or as though you are auditioning right. or you are learning the basic word of whatever you want to bring in. And I've seen a million different monologues, Shakespeare, Mamet, um, from Shakespeare to Mamet to television shows. Oh, um, you don't assign it. You're just like, no, come with you bring two, in some, two come, minutes. Come in with two minutes mm -hmm. and perform it on the stage. Now sure. here's the catch. You yeah. get off stage and I want two people up and I want you to improvise from that idea. Mm-hmm from that monologue, or I leave that person up in that character to go and do something. This character is now at the supermarket. Mm -hmm. This character is now, you know, at a party there, you know, at a rage party. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter where you put that character in a different place to keep them in character. So it's learning those different skills, Yeah. learning character and learning basic ideas of, of playwrights and their structure of how they write to be able to improvise that structure in other terminologies. You know, the classic Cyrano de Bergerac, I literally just did the other day. Mistaken identity, talking for someone else, telephone line, these are the things that I teach. Ergo, if, if Joe Williamson takes this class and then he People heads know what up, he got. He mm -hmm. know what he got. So when he comes to you, I know what he got. You know what he got, and also, you can. On a, it, I still love the idea of a secure place. Our names are there. Who is this person? Everything is trackable. That's. Mm -hmm. I think that's the idea. You know, when you go and check someone's uh, 
you know, if you go to the, you know, University of Hawaii or you go to Northwestern or you go to University of Chicago, you get can go transcript. you can go and get your transcripts. You can go as a, an employer. You can mm -hmm. go and and see if they actually taken these classes. It's the right. same thing that and that, and that's in theater too. You can literally track someone's transcripts in a theater mm -hmm. class taken at Northwestern. Mm -hmm. We should be able to do this. Master classes and the whole night is lovely. It's a lovely thing to do as a teacher who's been doing master classes for decades. <laughs> the kids call it keeping the receipts. I keep receipts on every master class I do, even online. Even online, mm -hmm. the classes I do. So if somebody moves from England from the nursery and they come to pack, it's like, yes, I do know this person. Mm -hmm. And after every class, I always tell all my students, if you need anything, mm -hmm. email me, follow up. For anyone who's teaching, who, anyone who has a structured class, share that curriculum. Share the curriculum, especially if, and share, because they're, everybody's not gonna stay where, at a theater. Right. And also, honestly, nuts and bolts, it's self-protection for the theater. It's self-protection for the theater because mm -hmm. anybody can go and say they were part of Second City, of which people have. Anyone can. It's self-protection yeah. for Second City. It's self-protection for fish sticks comedy. For people who are, what's your level structure like, may I ask? Uh, uh, well, it's a 101 to 104, I would say, is kind of the main thing. So you have four, you have four levels? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although we also have sort of a recruiting curriculum, which is an eight session thing, mm -hmm. um, which has been something else that we've done, which covers the same material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it was very interesting when I moved to San Francisco and keep in mind, and I love bats, all, all my friends are there, mm -hmm. but when I moved to San Francisco, they were like, well, we really love you to teach here, but you need to go through our curriculum. And I just mm -hmm. went, really? And they were like, yeah. And I said, okay, this is this is literally this is just my end story of yeah. this yeah i said can i said when are your classes they're like well i'm like when are your when's your level one when's your level four they're like well monday's level one literally monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday monday tuesday wednesday monday tuesday wednesday thursday thursday so monday through thursday one was uh number one was monday and four was thursday all at the same times mm. and i just went can I do something in the classes where I believe six weeks, something mm -hmm. like that, six to eight mm -hmm. weeks? I said, can I do a, something interesting? Can I take all of them at the same time? Like outcome level one Monday, level two Tuesday, level three Wednesday, level four Thursday, so I can get this all of it over in six weeks. By the end of it, me and Bar Barbara Scott was my teacher. Okay. We couldn't attend our last level four class or something to that effect oh, because no. both of us had to go off and teach classes at the Funny Women's Improv Festival. It was, it was hilarious to me. So, and, but the thing is, I respect that. If that, mm -hmm. is, if that is literally your, your setup, if, and to go and teach, so you have to go and be, learn what we learn, I'm good with that because my curriculum will be different than your curriculum. So. Yeah, I mean, for, for us, we're, we're kind of, I would say we're rethinking that in part because there will be things that will be distinctive about, you know, any group, 
And yes. it's kind of like, okay, you know, this is what we're about. This is, uh, this is how, you know, we generally play together. This, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And, and here's the thing, no matter what you can have all, you can have 20 to 30 years of improvisational experience. You could have roamed the stages of UCB and, and the whole nine yards. But the thing is, will you gel with this new group of people? Right. That's what it all boils down to in the end. You can be extremely talented, but you just might not gel with a particular, not even the, the style of improvisation, but the people who are doing that style of improvisation. Is it, is it a good fit? But you don't need six weeks times four of classes <laughs> for someone who's been doing it for a while for 20 to do years. that, right? Yeah, I, I will absolutely agree with that. But there's a, there's a million trains of thought to this. I'm, I'm trying to ease that kind of idea. Um, I don't want to quote Jilly, Jill Bernard, who is fucking awesome. But the thing, she wrote a Facebook posting that said, every time when I go to a new class, everyone thinks, you know, I just know, because she has been doing it for so long. But she's always in, she's from that lovely mind space of, but you can still always learn. Yeah. But yeah. you can still always learn. So, ergo, if that person who's been doing the doing improvisation for 20 years and still wants to take it. Jill Bernard took a class with me in Alaska and I literally said to Jill Bernard, poor Jilly, I, I, she has been to my house. I have her yay shirt. She is my best friend. I mean, we're really close. I just, I just went, what are you doing here? <laughs> Why are you? I want to go and take another class. Yay. I'm like, okay. Because yeah, that's yeah. you. If that's what you wish to do as a human being, then yeah, come on in, sit on down. Uh, Joe, right. by the way, since you're here, can you go and uh, also tell them exactly what they, what, what's a good move? Um, so, you know, and there's, <laughs> so it's that kind of thing. If you want that as a person who's been doing it for 20, 30 years, you know, if I, if, if Michael Gelman walked into my goddamn class, I'd be like, Wow, what the fuck are you doing here? And secondly, sit on down, Mike. Right. It's not like you didn't teach me improvisation, but if you want me to teach you what I you taught me, then come on in. Right, um, if right. that's if that's but there's but yeah. If but if you're that person where you've been doing it 20, 30 years and you wish to audition in a town that you've never you just moved to then yeah, there needs to be some kind of tracking. I'm not telling you to put on an improv tracking device around your ankle. I just, <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> which, well, we might as well piggyback a, on Bill Gates's uh, microchip. Exactly, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> just an improv microchip. Oh my God! Someone, oh, uh, that, no, that's no, that just takes it to the ultimate of improv culty, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> just tracking your members and, that's but <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ, Jesus. Lord Nazareth, but uh, for all purposes, yeah, but there needs to be some kind of collegiate way of doing this. Um, yeah. For people who just go, hey, I want to go and improvise. When we were, one, I want to go and play, and I think I can do this. I highly recommend auditions. End mm -hmm. stop. Auditions. They are the way of the theater world. They should be the way of the theater world 
when it comes to improvisation. So if you went moved to Los Angeles and you come to the Peck Theater, there should be an open call audition. And, and that audition basically came into, and now you're on main stage. Second City has been doing it for years. They always go for their students first to go and get that first shot at the audition, but they have open call too. Yeah. So if you are brand new and you kick some major ass in doing improvisation, yeah, you, your phone right. should be ringing. Your phone yeah. should be ringing and saying, we love you. When can you start rehearsals? Right. We should be treating improv like theater. And theater, and not quite to the same extent Second City, their revenue comes from the general public. Yes, it does. As opposed to their students. Exactly. That's, yeah. well, that's their, what, what would you rather have? Would you rather have audience revenue or Ponzi scheme revenue? Well, or even this, would you rather have people who might have money or people who probably don't in well, terms of improvisers, well, the right? Thing, well, that, the thing is, I, I always turn around on stage, I always, I, on stage, just on stage, none of the monetary stuff, but just on stage, right. I'd rather work with a relatively new, not on that mint line, improviser mm -hmm. if they're a wonderful person. Yes. Instead yes. of someone who can dance all day doing improvisation, who's your basic garden variety asshole? Yeah. There, who do you want to play with? The thing is, yeah. who do you want to, do you want an extraordinarily rich person who is really, who it considers this, uh, this class uh, better than going to a knitting circle class? <laughs> or do you want somebody who lives and thrives for what they're doing, who is not the richest person in the world. Ergo, also, do you want somebody who is extremely rich, who is also cares about the art form? You have to know mm -hmm. who that person is. It all boils down to that. Who yeah. is the person walking through that door? You don't know who they are. You don't know how rich they are. You don't know what their economic stratus is. You know, you don't want to guess their gender. You don't want to guess their race. You just want to know, do you want to do improvisational theater? You really do? Do you consider this a hobby or do you consider mm -hmm. this a possible profession? I mm -hmm. personally, if you are here for a hobby, that's great. I probably won't see you again. Oh, you're here to be a better speaker? Fantastic. Let me teach you that. Rock out on your next TED Talk. I will never <laughs> see you again. Do you At least want, not on this stage. Exactly. Right? Do you want mm -hmm. to be an actor? This is just for me. Nobody mm -hmm. else, when I see, do you want to be an actor and make this your, your lifestyle and your profession? Come on in. Mm -hmm. Come on in. Have a, have a sit down. Let me go and work out the math so you can get paid for what you do. Yeah. That's yeah. also, that's when you turn around and say, wow. Do you want to be SAG after vis-a-vis -vis this? Yeah. The Seniors Improv Comedy, would you like an internet movie database credit? Because mm -hmm. Zoom is on a camera. <laughs> and it's being brought and it's being broadcast on YouTube. Yeah. Well, in single shot uh, camera, 
you know, that's a big... <laughs> not not for Landry and Summers! <laughs> no, that's true. Well, hey, Sean, we have so many things we could have uh, gone into, so we, we've got, I've got our next interview session planned, if you would grace me with your time again, but this has yeah. been a lot of fun, and I will make sure people can connect with you, and it's... There's so many ways to connect. Well, here's the thing. It's a beautiful thing. Well, I'm online since 94. Just Google Sean Landry. (laughs) You'll find me. If you can't find me. S-H-A-U-N. Yes. Not not the Gaelic real way. Uh, Yours counts. It does. It does. It's, you know, it's, 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 and by the way, because I am African-American, there is no prefix or no suffix. (laughs) <laughs> the front of, it's not Lashana it's not Shauna it's not Roshanda it's it's just Sean um middle name Denise last name Landry if you can't find me you've done the internet wrong all right well just Sean you are, are plenty enough and thank you oh. for sharing the time and we'll uh, we'll talk soon thank you Whip. thank you for everything I love this conversation and I really enjoyed getting to know Sean She's been a great contributor to the improv world, and this episode was just a small snippet of insight into her depth of knowledge, perspective, and openness. Highlighting one or two things at the end of a wide-ranging conversation like we just had is hard to do, but for one, I'll circle back to the topic of going to where the water is. There's a challenge in that to all institutions that aren't diverse or as diverse as they should be. Pursuing a broader, more inclusive trooper community should come from a place of integrity, of course, but also intentionality and respect. The second thing I'll note is some of where this episode started on the Who's Improv Is It Anyway clarifications and Sean's approach to yes and. She obviously speaks for herself best, but as I reflected on this subject, I felt that another way to frame it maybe or something adjacent to it could be yes and with dignity. And that could be your dignity as a person, as a creator, even as a character on stage. While you have the right to retain and defend your dignity against a negative offer, your fellow performers also serve the troupe and the product by supporting each member's dignity and worth in the offers that they give. If we do that, we will all experience more joyful improv and we don't need the etch. To get more info on how to connect with Sean, head over to the webpage at improvcomedyconnection.com. And if you're a good person, please spread the word, rate, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Shoot me an email at wit at improvcomedyconnection.com if you've got a great idea for a topic or a guest for a future episode. Just let me know. I'm grateful to host the Improv Comedy Connection. My name again is Wit Schiller, and I'm an improviser out of Milwaukee with Fish Sticks Comedy. You can check us out at fishstickscomedy.com, and you can connect with me on social media at Witchiller on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Thanks again for tuning in to the Improv Comedy Connection.